Hey, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here for the last time of the year. I'm a 26-year-old piece of gold the beside of the microphone and the great sports and recreational podcaster in the world today. Uh, welcome to the Casties, the annual Bullet Cast Awards. Um, it's always my favorite time of the year. I love it. I love the Casties. We give out awards. We have fun. We recap the year that was in, 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 in professional wrestling, sports entertainment. And uh, I am not alone. There, there are a lot of people here. So let's uh, let's just go right to it. Uh, he is the Canadian Destroyer, the current podcast champion of this show, 16 times over, just like John Cena. Brandon Tanguma, BT, what's going on, man? It's the last one of the year. It's the last episode of the year. It's a great year. Did a lot of nice things, a lot of fun things, and happy that I can still be your podcast champion. Yep, 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 yep. We gotta, we gotta get some defenses on that. I think the rumble is uh, the perfect. Nah, I think, I think it's okay. We can wait till Wrestle. We can, we can wait till WrestleMania. No, 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 no. That's when it goes away. Um. Also, the agent of chaos, Miss Katie Scarlet, is here. Hey, hey. What's going on? It's great to be here. Excited to kick off the casties. It's your first castie. It's my first casties. We 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 love it. Uh, the other guy who. We could we could say his name. Mitchell is the one who named the casties the casties. So shout out Mitchell wherever you are. And of course, uh, we have we have a special guest here, uh, Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, aka Baby Huey. What's going on, man? What's going on? Thank you for having me. You had to add some star power, or if you didn't add, me, I was going <laughs> to slap you in the chest. I'm the rounds. Am I not enough star power now? Am I not enough? Am I am I not enough? I'm a WWE superstar. I'm the current Intercontinental Champion. So my You're presence. Right. <laughs> I right. won last night at Madison Square Garden. Decided to make a trip on the Bullet Gas. You're welcome. There you go. There you go. And of course, uh, Brian Tronic Chronic is in the building. You know what? The three of us haven't done a podcast together since the the, the ITK days when we were the Oreo Collective. Yes, the or whoa, whoa. Zaire is uh choking up something over there oh jesus <laughs> christ that's uh that's not good that's not but good. i'm i'm hoping to win all the casties tonight um oh, yeah we'll see we'll see it's it, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad to have all of us here i'm glad to have all you guys back baby huey we haven't heard from you in a year man what are your what are your thoughts on the advances the bc has done this year as far as i mean you know, we, we we have a heavyweight champion in alpha zoe we have a hall of famer we, we, just we talk done. and tell Philip how great he is. That's what he wants. I was no, going to no, say, no, no, that no, was like, his like, like, what, what are your thoughts on the moves that the BC has made this year? We've Ooh. had a lot of great interviews. We've put out a lot of great content, I feel like. They yeah, got no, the agent of chaos. Yeah, yes. no, it's awesome for you guys. Congrats. I mean, uh, Philip, you know, I've, I've told you this in the past. You know, I always respect your your work and your hustle, which, you know, you got to do in, in this very saturated world of pro wrestling podcasts that exists right now. So, I know there's a lot of great podcasts out there, so it's tough to 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 stand out compared to everyone else. So I do respect everything you do to 
to make yourself relevant and the show relevant. So no, kudos to you, everything. I think it's really cool. You got the bullet cast championship out there with Alpha Zoe doing big things with him. And uh, I hear that photo I saw, it looked like Alpha Zoe was celebrating Christmas with family and was posing with everyone with all the belts and the bullet cast was right there in the middle. So that was very cool. Uh, shout out Alpha Zoe for doing that. But uh, uh, yeah, man, the hall of fame, you know, <laughs> That's interesting too. Like that you're doing that. Look, man, I there's a podcast Hall of Fame. I don't think a specific podcast has ever had a Hall of Fame. So I was like, you know what? Let me be the first. <laughs> Wait, who's the first induction again? West Ghost Design. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, I, I know who the next one is. Okay, that's sorry. I, I almost slipped and said who. I yeah. Anyway, no, no, I, I know what you're talking about, but no, it's cool that you're doing that. So it's very creative. That, that's how you put the brand out there. So uh, kudos to you and everyone involved for doing that. Yes, yes, yes. But before we get to the casties, this is the part of the awards show that I never I, I, I always dread. We we do the in memoriam for for those that we have lost in the year of our Lord 2022. So with that being said, rest in peace to Antonio Inoki, Dave Hebner. Uh, Sarah Lee, she was the Tough Enough contestant. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. And also the legendary referee who was uh, a good personal friend of Andre the Giant, Mr. Timmy White. And also uh, UFC Hall of Famer Stefan Bonner, who just recently passed away. So may they all rest in peace. Now, it's time to give out some awards. Are we ready? Yay! Yay! Very exciting. All right. So this is the Kurt Angle Award for Breakout Star of the Year. There were 10 nominees. And the nominees are Nikita Lyons, Solo Sokoa, Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, Hook, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Willow Nightingale, Speedball Mike Bailey, and Kanosuke Takeshina. And the winner is or I should say winners. We have a tie for the first time ever. Kanosuke Takeshna and Roxanne Perez have both won this award. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flip a coin. I, no, no, see, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, what is this, soccer? There's no ties. It's, it's, <laughs> it, look, it is okay. You know, it's never happened before. I mean, congratulations to, to both of them for, for winning this Uh I mean, Roxanne Perez. She's had a she's had a really great year. Started off the year as the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Now she's the NXT Women's Champion after the whole um, after the Mandy of it all. Um. So yeah, and uh, uh, Takeshna, like we we've got to see him live. Huey, you you got to meet him at West Coast Pro. So mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll go like this. Um. Yeah, we'll start with Huey. What are your thoughts on uh, these two winning this award? Uh, for Roxanne, uh, I was gonna say Roxy, but I forgot that's her her old name. Uh, rightfully so. Just, I mean, she had a bunch of momentum coming in from Ring of Honor. Unfortunately, I mean, she was the you know last women's champion in the old regime, the old era of, of Ring of Honor. But uh, she's got a lot of buzz then. Obviously, as one of Booker T students uh, from Stars of Wrestling. So when she signed with NXT, no surprise there. It's, it looked like that was the next progression. Uh, and we know she's a big you know WWE fan, was on Total Divas back in the day as a kid. Uh, but but for her, in what the last six months, the amount of stuff she's accomplished in NXT has been amazing as far as winning NXT women's tag titles with Cora J, which led to their feud, which I thought was a little premature feud to, to get into. I wish that would have baked a little bit longer. But then after that, you know, when the Iron Survivor women's match, 
and then beat Mandy Rose, you know, uh, the, her, her uh, you know, called her shot for that. My only concern was I was so happy to see her win the women's championship. But I think that was the plan all along. I think that was going to happen in 2023. Uh, I just felt bad that her win, I felt got a little overshadowed by all the Mandy Rose controversy. But I think once the desk settled of all that stuff, we can really focus on uh, Roxanne Perez in the new year. She totally deserved it. But she was a badass wrestler. I think they have money with her. She's young, but she's also got that just natural underdog baby face appeal that, you know, that they can ride that for a long time in WWE. And, but Takesha, yeah, he's been doing great things. You have big matches. Um, He's been wrestling mostly on dark, right? He doesn't have a a elevation, you know, when he's on dynamite, you know, he has been on there a lot. That's the only reason I didn't vote for him. It's just because I felt like he hasn't done enough on the big stage. But when he has against Moxley and stuff, he's delivered um, in losing efforts, but still awesome mass matches. But yeah, Roxanne was my personal pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Takeshi got on because of like that U.S. tour and he was just putting on match after match after match. Speedball was I have honestly I thought Speedball was going to win because like this dude has just been he's had a killer year everywhere. He's been the X Division title and everything else. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Huey. Uh, Roxy was my personal pick. I thought what she did both in ROH and in NXT was fantastic, and she's super talented probably. If not one, I know Braun Breaker might be the top prospect for NXT, but I think Roxanne is right there with them, and she had a, a fantastic year, and yeah, kind of was uh, sped up because of the Mandy Rose situation, but she was going to be here regardless. And uh, Takeshita, his work was much more just like, in-ring oriented he was having fantastic matches on uh rampage and on dynamite when he got the opportunity i mean i want to shout out uh dana garcia i think he's another one that probably could have won this i mean he was in a prominent feud with chris jericho and the blackpool combat club and um from you know i don't remember when he exactly came on in aew but i didn't really know much about him and he he's turned into one of my favorites unfortunately kind of i think they dropped the ball with him when they should have just ran with him leaving jas he came back to it so uh, just you know another person i want to shout out that had a, a fantastic year in 2022 brian i agree with them both i'm gonna keep this short and sweet roxanne perez should have been the the one winner in this okay i feel like she's she's been on she's been on a roll ever since she stepped foot in the pc into nxt she's the current nxt women's champion she took down mandy rose who had a crazy reign as champion and so uh i give this you know i personally give the award to roxanne perez you know he just he just had a had a kanye moment like yeah. to catch the you were great but <laughs> roxanne you know that that's basically what he just did. Uh, I don't Kate, think you're allowed to have a, a Kanye moment in 2022 anymore, Philip. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Oops. No, not anymore. I, you see, He's yeah, gone. Katie, what's what? What are your thoughts? <laughs> um, I'm really excited for Roxanne Perez. Uh, watching her win the championship was just an absolute highlight of the year. Um, I mean, props out to Mandy Rose. What a fantastic reign she had, but. Super, super excited for Roxanne and I'm um, excited to see where she goes from here. Awesome. Awesome. Moving on. Uh, this is the tag team of the year award named after the road warriors. Cause they are arguably the greatest tag team of all time. They're responsible for the road warrior pop, which some might call it the Austin pop now. Uh, so the nominees are the street profits, FTR, the young bucks, 
The Usos, RK Bro, Briscoes, The Acclaimed, Swerve in Our Glory, Creed Brothers, and Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of this year's Tag Team of the Year Award, the Usos. It's not paranoia, it's an Uso. I mean, one's up for the bloodline. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hope to see them boys down there in SoCal when Mania is out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, I mean, look. It's it's undeniable. I mean, they they unified the tag titles. They've put on incredible matches this year. Their their help of keeping Roman at the top of his game, the storytelling they've done with Sami Zayn, which we're going to talk about that later on in the show. It, it's 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 un it's unbelievable. Uh, FTR was the runner up. They they came in second place. Katie, what are your thoughts? I totally love that the Usos won. Um, I'm a big fan. They have had quite the interesting reign as tag team champions. Um, just with, you know, everything going on with the bloodline, everything going on with Sammy. Um, I'm excited to see where the story storyline goes. Uh, and it's looking bright for the Usos in 2023. Huey. Yes, I'm uh, very happy to see the Usos win. They are been the, the best tag team in the biggest company in the world, and arguably the most, if not not arguably, it is the most compelling storyline going in all pro wrestling right now. And they've been in right there in the middle of it. Uh, besides these, just obviously the great matches with the Brawling Brutes and some of the other tag teams earlier this year. You know, getting the other titles off RK Bro uh, back in was it May, but I just really enjoyed their character work as well between. Um, Jay Uso and you know his ongoing rivalry with Sami Zayn. They finally come full circle. They're on the same page after War Games. Jimmy and just you know getting their younger brother Solo called up. It's just the character work has been for me. I'm all about story, so the tune in every single week and them doing something very compelling has been great to watch. But then at the same time, yeah, they've been putting on great matches. Now, I you know part of me wanted to go with FTR, but I felt like the first half of the year, they started out great, but the second half of the year, they really cooled off on the mainstream level. I know they're still putting on big matches overseas and you know independent scene and whatnot, but for whatever reason, Tony Khan and the powers that be did not book them um, to do much on Dynamite and Rampage every week and miss some of the pay-per-views. So to me, that was a notch down as far as just their lack of exposure or matches on a, on a big-time level. But yeah, Usos, hands down, best tag team. Absolutely. Mr. Tanguma. Yeah, I mean, we had this discussion a few weeks ago when the PWI tag team list came out and it was the Usos one and FTR two. And it was a lot of controversy on which one should have been number one. Personally, I think I, I believe I voted for FTR. I mean, their matches that they had all year. And I completely understand where Huey and others are coming from, from voting the Usos because they are the number one tag team in the number one company. But just. You know, like the level of matches they were having on ROH and even like the the AEW matches, like they're few and far between, unfortunately. But I thought every time FTR stepped into the ring, they always delivered. And I, I understand why the Usos won because of the story and how you know great it's been. Um, but I, I think FTR, like their three matches with the Briscoes this year are arguably the three best matches of the year, not just tag team matches, just in total of 2022. And I don't think that should be uh, overlooked. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Tronic has stepped away, so we're just going to move on to the next category. This is the May Young Award for Women's Wrestler of the Year. The nominees are 
the EST of WWE, the Raw Women's Champion, Miss Bianca Belair, the man Becky Lynch, uh, the TBS Champion, Jade Cardgill, uh, Mickey James, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, Mandy Rose, Rhea Ripley, or Mommy to some, and uh, Michin Mia Yim. And the winner is the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. Uh, I believe she won last year, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I would have to check the tape on that. Don't quote me on it right here. But hey, congratulations. I mean, Bianca, she's done She's done wonders this year. Her feud with Becky Lynch was great. Uh, kind of picking up where she left off with Bailey before Bailey got injured and her work with damage control and stuff like that. And now she's moving into this thing with Alexa Bliss. And not to mention, she... Uh, she had a a killer match with Dewdrop earlier on in the year. Like so, they're they're they're, they're she's been doing great work, man. Uh, Mandy Rose being a, a coming in second place. I wonder if she came in second place because of what happened. You, you know what you know what I'm saying. I'm not going to take anything away from Mandy Rose. She improved greatly over her, her run in NXT and her run as Women's Champion. I mean, she wasn't champion for over 400 days for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, congratulations to Bianca Belair. Uh, baby Huey, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, definitely agree. Bianca Belair, she's just been dominant all in 2022. While and what a turnaround because you go back to SummerSlam 2021, loses in what 27 seconds or 37 seconds to Becky Lynch. Everyone thought, oh my God, she's done now. You know, creative's given up on her. She's gonna be buried. No, sure enough. This one of the situations, wait and see. Let's see how it plays out. And sure enough, she was able to bounce back and go on a tear in 2022 and get her rematch with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania in Dallas, pick up the win, become champion, have another match with uh, with Becky at SummerSlam, win there. And she's just been on a tear all throughout 2022. So while it looked like maybe the lowest point of her career in 2021, 2022, she did a complete 180 and just... Uh, you know, some would argue it's almost like Super Cena status as far as her just dominating win after win after win, which some people can get a little bored with that because it becomes a little too predictable. I would argue that her matches were Bailey were great, and you know, kudos to Bailey. I feel like with Bailey, she you can make the argument she gives people their best matches. That's how talented Bailey is. So Bianca's matches with Becky were awesome, but you know, her matches with Bailey were also very creative between the latter match. And uh, the uh, Saudi Arabia match they had, um, you know, Bianca has just been doing awesome things. And, you know, just uh, the matches with Bailey, like I said, were really good. And just I, I really enjoyed those as much as I enjoyed the Becky stuff, her run with 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 Bailey, those those fuse. That was really good. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, you you missed it. But uh, the Usos won tag team of the year. Yes. Runner up was <laughs> FT was FTR. So uh, let's get your thoughts on that real quick bef- before we ask you about uh, the Women's Wrestler of the Year Award. Well, it's only right. The Usos, you know, the ones. We the ones, right? The bloodline. Um, self-explanatory. They've been killing it. They've been doing it, you know, for a few years. Now, if I'm not mistaken, um, that was my pick, my personal pick as Absolutely. well. So, you know, I'm I'm 2-0. You know, with the casties. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bianca Belair, she won Woman's Wrestler of the Year. Runner-up was Mandy Rose. Oh, Mandy. Oh, okay. So um, either one could have definitely taken it, obviously. But Bianca, she's been on another, on another level again, like I said, as, 
you know, as I'm sure every winner of the tonight's casties will, you know, have somewhat have have had a nice run. Um, I feel like um, Bianca Belair has definitely I remember earlier in her stages of her, you know, you know, coming up. I was like, oh, she's missing something. She's she needs something to just, you know, go to that next level. And, and you know, I almost didn't like her. She proved me wrong. Honestly, I did. You know, I, I kind of thought the ponytail gimmick was going to, like, get in her way. But it hasn't actually. She's she's smashed it 100 percent. And, you know, Huey, to piggyback off what you talked about, I, I heard briefly um, the feud with Bailey. I think that and that and what that could have been. Oh, it was heating up, man. You know, if, uh, Bailey getting hurt and kind of putting a pause on that whole thing. And then, then the fact that they were able to resume it in the way that they did um, was pretty good. So right on for Bianca Belair. Katie. Super excited for Bianca. Um, ever ever since I started getting back into wrestling in 2020, uh, she's been one of my favorites from her image to how she cuts promos to the way she is in the ring i have always admired her um she's the full package and to see that creative has been just continually ramping her up and giving her more and allowing her to do more is in my opinion, one of the greatest things they can do. So I'm excited to see what they do with Bianca in 2023. Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I think this was a little bit of a no-brainer. Uh, Bianca, she's kind of gone past the the four horsewomen. She's, you know, there at the top. And, you know, going back a few years, you know, the under-the-radar days, talking about NXT prospects and, you know, Bianca Belair, she, she looked like a super prospect, and we wondered if she was going to be able to put it all together and and she definitely has, um, you know, past two years, she's been kind of the top woman there. And I would suspect next year she's going to be right there again. And uh, o- overall, I would probably say a little bit of a, a down year for mainstream American women's wrestling over, you know, compared to like 18, 19 throughout. But I think next year it's going to be there's going to be a lot of great matches and a lot of great stuff in the women's division. Absolutely. Bianca Belair, I think we can all say is one of the best WWE homegrown talents by yes. far. Uh, this 100%. is the. This is the this is the death the rules promo of the year, baby. Put your hand on the screen and feel my, feel my energy, daddy. Come go. on, feel feel my feel, feel touch my hand, feel it, baby. Feel it, feel it, feel it, Brian. Come on, yes, come on, feel it. Everybody, everybody feel it, feel I, it. Come on, come on. I feel tower power funking like a monkey too sweet to be sour now, daddy. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the nominees are MJF's pipe bomb on Tony Khan. You know the one he cut and then disappeared for a long time. CM Punk media scrum. Um, Cody Rhodes the night after WrestleMania uh, is a big return. Uh, Sami Zayn becomes an honorary oos. John Moxley's uh, promo after he returned from rehab, and Bray Wyatt's promo when he returned on SmackDown. And the winner is CM Punk at the media scrum. Now listen, this was put on there kind of as a joke. And then people actually voted for it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. I uh, cannot but- confirm nor deny I was the one that said that should be on there. Yeah, no, Br- Brandon. Brandon is the one that put this on here. Uh, I mean, the runner-up is Cody Rhodes' night after WrestleMania. 
I voted for that personally because I mean Cody he's, he's great on the mic. He can he can uh, control a, a whole story with his words and his narrative, and it just it just made sense. You know the the boy that's coming to uh back to the company th- that he basically grew up in uh, to win the championship that his father never did. It just makes sense. Um, Katie, what are your thoughts on CM Punk winning this award for the things that transpired in August? I mean, it's certainly interesting. I know that it was a really big just hubbub for everyone. We were all talking about it. You could not look at any wrestling news without seeing something about CM Punk in the media scrum. Um, I know I've shared my opinions on the scrum myself uh, in prior um, prior podcasts. I'm certainly not a fan of how things played out, but um, I think it. I, I think it's definitely an interesting pick for for the casting. Brian. Well, this was my personal pick. Um, I just feel like I don't think there was another. <laughs> I don't think there was another like promo or I don't know outburst that was as impactful as CM Punk in the media scrum and everything that he said, who he talked about, um, you know, of course, the events that transpired after um, it's no brainer for me. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Mr. Mr. Hubert. Uh Yes, I think the big thing with the CM Punk media scrum was, you know, it was real to a certain extent. It was the authenticity was there because he was actually venting about his frustrations with real life issues with the company and behind the scenes stuff. So I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards it and were paying attention to it and trying to analyze it so much because everything he was saying and how, you know, Everything he was bringing up, the issues he was bringing up there, um, uh, you know, the issues he was talking about and the frustrations with with certain wrestlers. You know, he wasn't calling out anyone specifically, but people were able to kind of connect the dots of what, you know, what he was referring to and whatnot, you know, with Hangman Page and other people behind the scenes. So I think that's why people and obviously led to the fall, uh, the brawl behind the scenes with the elite. So. You can make the argument that that was like probably the biggest news story of the year as far as just like clickbait, people talking about it, um, analyzing it. But it's unfortunate because it wasn't necessarily part of like an actual feud in the ring or anything. It was just more of him airing his grievance like like Festus, Festivus with uh, uh, George Costanza's dad. He was just airing his grievances out in a media scrum. But um Unfortunately, it was his downfall and, you know, led to him not being with the company right now, as far as we know. Um, I was torn because I was leaning a little bit towards Cody Rhodes night after Mania because, you know, Brian and I were in attendance there. We felt that that promo, the emotion. And, you know, you can make the argument the last few years the Raw after Mania has been kind of a downer every year or, or underwhelming. This Rafter Mania, that was probably the biggest highlight was Cody Rhodes' promo and just getting fired up for like, okay, Cody is back in WWE. This is going to be his story arc moving forward is that chase for the WWE Championship. We want to see this play out. Unfortunately, he got injured in June. And he's been gone ever since, but now we hope they can pick up that story in 2023. So um, the Sami Zayn one, while you know the honorary ooze stuff, 
it was not necessarily a promo for him. I would make the argument it was more of like a bloodline segment. Yeah. More Roman, more Roman Reigns inducting him or bringing him into the fold officially. So I would say the reason I didn't vote for that one is just because I felt it was more of like a whole bloodline segment, not necessarily Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, when when we're trying to put these awards together, it gets kind of it gets kind of rough trying to remember every every <laughs> promo of the year. So we got to. And I will say real quick with MJF, like cool, great promo against Tony Khan. I'm a little MJF fatigue as far as his promos. He comes out and he just starts screaming and he just goes for the low hanging fruit and just, you know, goes for the easy target and he's just screaming the whole time. I want to see him kind of evolve with his promos a little bit and work on more, uh, you know, attacking people in different ways. Like I thought the stuff with Ricky Starks a couple weeks ago was really good to him, the back and forth. So with MJF, I'm like, and I know other people have been saying this too. He's kind of getting little too going through the motions. I think was just screaming. He grabs a mic and he starts screaming at people and he goes for the easy target. What to call out someone on. I want him to kind of improve and get like a little more uh, in depth with his, with his promos. So it's, it's tough to explain, but it's just, I want to see more improvement there. Don't get me wrong. He's amazing talent. He's on the mic. He's the face of AEW now. I'm excited for it. But I feel his promos kind of follow the same formula over and over. And I want to see that evolve if he wants to be up there with the greats of like the Ric Flairs and the Roddy Pipers and whatnot. Yeah, well, MJF, he, he goes for the cheap heat. It's, a, the, yeah. it's what he built his whole character on. Uh, Brandon, you want to th- throw this one out here? Sure. I mean, I definitely agree with like what he was saying about MJF and stuff. I think if I were to nominate like an honorable mention, I we because I think promo of the year, we always have a difficult time trying to fill this one out because, you know, in this day and age, there's not like super memorable promos like the Cody one. That was really easy. And it's kind of like it's hard to pinpoint when all these promos happened. But back to like the revolution match with CM Punk and MJF, I believe they had some sort of like back and forth. And I think that was probably one of the better MJF promos he's had. And I think when when MJF has something to chew on and he's not just going out there just to get booed, he definitely can like tell a good story like the stuff he did with CM Punk, Ricky Starks, as you said, and uh, some of the William Regal stuff as well. Um, but going back to the CM Punk media scrum being promo of the year, like, yeah, it was a little bit of a joke, but also not really just because of how impactful it was and. You know, it's the Dusty Rhodes promo of the year, and Dusty was able to get emotion and make people feel something. And what CM Punk was saying out there, I mean, it definitely riled up a lot of emotions. And it was, and I mean, we were doing the all out, uh, you know, post show, and I think we were like, we're just on Twitter, and we we're kind of seeing what was going on. I'm like, oh, that what the hell is CM Punk doing? And then little did we know, you know, once we got off and started watching it, that everything, and then the news of the fight broke out, that it just everything started rolling downhill after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go into the Joey Styles, oh my God, moment of the year. So the nominees are Stone Cold Steve Austin, what? Wrestles at WrestleMania 38. Cody Rhodes returns to WWE at WrestleMania 38. The AEW backstage drama, Ric Flair's last match, Vince McMahon retires, and Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner is... Vincent Kennedy McMahon hanging up the pencil and retiring from all operations at World Wrestling Entertainment. Obviously, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the runner-up for that. Shout out. Go get a Steve Weiser. But, I mean, it. this was 
probably the biggest story of the year besides the CM Punk of it all. I mean, we all thought Vince was going to die in the chair. That's just what we all thought was going to happen. And then a random tweet on a Friday afternoon or whatever it was saying that he was going to retire. And then I'm like, oh, no, he got hacked. That's that's not real. That's not. <laughs> but then come to find out it is. And um, Stephanie goes on SmackDown and says, thank you, Vince, and all this other stuff. And we, we know the allegation. We know what happened. But yeah, we're, we're just going to skip over yeah, all the sexual assault yeah, allegations. We're, we're not, okay, we're just going to we're just going to move past that. Just, we're not going to we're not going to talk about any of that. We're just going to talk about Vince, you know, doing what he did for the business and, and finally hanging up, hanging up the pencil. So I, I think Brian and baby Huey and I were probably the most shocked out of like the ones that are here, you know? So uh, Brian, what, what are your thoughts on Vince winning this award? Vince won a casting. It's only right for Vince, old Vinny Mac to win a casting. Um, yeah, it was definitely shocking. I definitely said, Oh my God, when it happened, um, even when I'm think, thinking back on it now, I'm still a little shocked that he's, uh, you know, he's not going to be doing WrestleMania, you know, for the first time ever. It's crazy. But congrats, Vince. Yes, yes. Um, Katie. I was certainly shocked. Um, with the allegations that had come out, which we're not talking about, um, I had a feeling that something was going to happen. But I didn't think it was going to be that. And moving forward into 2023, I am very excited to see where Triple H takes the company. Um, I'm grateful that he is head of creative right now. He's been bringing up a lot of really good storylines. But, you know, we also have to give Vince his flowers. He, you know, he ran the company for years and years, needed such a great job. And he's given us, you know, the WWE that we have today. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Brennan. I mean, this was a, a foregone conclusion. I mean, Vince McMahon, whenever he were to step, whether it was he passed away, he gave it up, he retired. Uh, it was going to be the biggest news story of the year. And it's crazy that like how many big things happened in 2022 that, you know, Steve Austin coming back to wrestling, however many years later, 15 years 15 later years. is like blip on the radar. I don't have the results, but I would assume a lot of people voted for Vince and um, yeah. I mean, after the allegations started coming out, it seemed like it was a foregone conclusion. But even when it finally was official, it still was like, man, he is actually because, you know, Vince is Vince. And you can think and I mean, himself thought he could have just gone right past this and unscathed. But he finally did have to retire. And I mean, Triple H is doing a fantastic job. It's we still, you know, the Vince McMahon fingerprints is still kind of on it as well. But um, whenever this was going to happen, it was going to be the biggest news story of the year. So, not shocking. Baby Huey, what are your thoughts on Vince retiring? And then what are your thoughts on me being a runner-up for this what? award? What? What? Go on, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, for me, yeah, like, I was torn because Stone Cold Steve Austin is my all-time favorite wrestler. And to be in attendance at WrestleMania, Brian and I were there on the floor watching Stone Cold come out. And actually, they just uploaded the match to YouTube. And you can see Brian and I clearly in. So like, I'm so happy that forever I will live on Peacock. When Stone Cold makes his entrance, you see Brian and I right there in the, in the video. I have a very, very concerned look on my face. I know. When I was 
I was just taking was the fil- moment. <laughs> I was filming. So my videos, like you, me, I'm staring at my camera phone or uh, looking at it. Uh, so like that was such a big moment for me personally, because I never had a chance to see Stone Cold wrestle in his heyday, his prime, uh, for whatever reason. You know, I just didn't have a chance. So when it was announced he was going to be at WrestleMania this year, I was like, there's no way I'm going to miss this. And so we went. I was so happy. Got to see that match in person, be in the crowd, hear that music, the pop, everything. And yeah, you would argue the biggest drawing wrestler of all time coming out of retirement 19 years later. That would be the biggest story of the year. But but yes, it makes sense why Vince McMahon, as Brandon mentioned, you know, the guy who's been the, arguably the, not arguably, he is hands down the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. For him to step down, whatever that was going to happen, that's going to be the biggest story of the year. You can make the case for most people under what the age of 40, 45 got into wrestling because of Vince McMahon or one way or the other. Vince McMahon introduced wrestling to them somehow. So you could say most wrestling fans like it because of what Vince McMahon did for the company for the last, what, four plus decades, what he did for the business it's because of him like why we're all what why we talk about it, why we why it's at the biggest stage of it is now like you know it's selling out stadiums and it's on tv every week and just the the expansion he's done in the last what 30 years with the company so it's to see him go away you know it's a big deal it's a big part of our life someone that was so connected to us gone now for the reasons and whatnot yeah i mean that's that's you know it, rightfully so he needs to go away and hopefully he doesn't come back but you can't argue what he's able to accomplish in the business and how it's affected all of us i mean we all know each other because of Vince McMahon. you can make that argument because what he did why we know so many people why we're friends with people merchandise toys pay-per-views all that stuff is because of Vince McMahon. and so the guy the brainchild behind of it all is gone yeah, that it's like losing a family member in some way. So no, it's definitely a big deal for that to see him gone. And but yeah, I am excited for the new era. It's due for change. I mean, his booking the last few years has been terrible, and a lot of his creative decisions and whatnot. So terrible, very well, terrible. So it's Vin, terrible, Phil. Vin, he, it, Vince, there was there he was needs one to idea. leave. Listen, what? there was one idea that Vince didn't get to do, and I feel like if he had done it. It would have been hot fire. What's and that? Katie knows what I'm talking about. Bro moss. No moss. <laughs> you, have I pitched this to you? Oh, my God. No. No. Okay, no, so God. here we go. Here we go. You know, Omos isn't really doing nothing. He has an encounter with Matt Riddle backstage, right? After he comes back from rehab, allegedly, or whatever he's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They form a tag team. They're Bromas. You you sell merchandise. You they, they they win the titles. They dethrone the Usos at Mania Forty. It's a whole thing. I'm telling you, man. Money, 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 money. But Vince didn't get the chance to do it. Maybe, maybe Hunter will do it. I'll have to fly up to Connecticut and 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 talk to him about it. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll ask him for you, Phil. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When when you're backstage, right? Yes. 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 There are never Absolutely. any photos. There are never any photos to prove he's backstage. So we don't act- like to take photos because that makes. Brian, you got photos though. I mean, I got. Photos. We got. We got photos. Media because usually they don't like it when you post. Like it makes them think that you're just a mark. 
Yes. For Kate. what? Yes. Well, I mean, you know, me and Hunter, we were talking last night. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Right, we're gonna we're moving on from this whole thing. This is <laughs> um, this category. This is an easy one. This is the Four Horsemen Award for Faction Stable of the Year. The nominees are the Jericho Appreciation Society, the Blackpool Combat Club, the Bloodline Toxic Attraction, the Judgment Day Damage Control, and the and the winners are the Bloodline, one of the most dominant factions in the history of the business. That's right, I said it. Uh, Judgment Day was the runner-up. So, guys, quick takes on this one. I mean, this is simple. They've done it. They, I mean, they, they've they've done it. Tag titles, heavyweight titles, a North American championship at one point in time. The bloodline, they do this. They the ones. They run this industry. The first family of this business. I'll go ahead and say it. Katie. I mean, this is a no-brainer. The bloodline has been dominant all year. They've been dominant since last year. Um, Always excited for Roman Reigns. He's the tribal chief. Really excited to hear about Judgment Day being the um, runner-up because they have certainly done a lot of work, and I'm excited to see where they're going to. They got one vote. That's why they are the runner-up. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really sad. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Brian, can you can you hit the Judgment Day song? It's been too long. It's the last one of the year. If you believe yours is the only way. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Brian, thoughts thoughts on M1 being the fashion of the year? It's only right. Like I always say, the Usos, like I said earlier, right? The Usos been on top. Roman been doing his thing. Solo Sokoa. Hello. <laughs> no need to speak further on that. And Sami Zayn, I mean, we got people out here wanting him to win the WWE Universal Championship, okay? Right? We got people out here wanting him to win the title and Paul Heyman greatness already and what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, and it's just grown over time. It's the bloodline, man. It is baby. You get any better than that. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, the bloodline is the biggest and best story going in 2022 heading into the new year. So they are hands down the best faction while AEW seems like everyone's in a faction now. It's very saturated over there. WWE, we know Triple H loves factions. Obviously, he was in a few of the greatest ones of all time. He's influenced by the Four Horsemen, his time in DX and Evolution. We know he loves factions in NXT. He had Undisputed Era. So I love how he's been handling the Bloodline faction. I'm always kind of curious because obviously he inherited that after Vince McMahon started it when he was in creative or in charge of WWE, but Triple H took it over and he, I, I, I wonder, and this is the biggest what if, and who knows if we ever get the true story behind it all. I wonder what was Vince McMahon's plans for the bloodline, how that was going to end versus Triple H. Cause now we know kind of where Triple H's bloodline storyline is going to go. It's going to lead to Sami Zayn getting jumped out, maybe a match with Roman, a match with, with with uh, Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos for the titles. We kind of envision that's where it's going to go towards WrestleMania. It's going to be a fun ride for the next few months. But I'm always kind of curious what would have happened with the bloodline. Would Vince pull the plug too early on the bloodline? It would not be as impactful as it is right now. So to give Triple H credit, he's giving it new life and probably extending it 
a little bit longer than maybe what Vince would have done. Who knows? Like you said, we won't know the truth. But with that being said, the bloodline has been the most dominating storyline in WWE. And Brian, this is something you and I talked about recently was it's good. It's a catch 22 because the bloodline, while as great as it is, they've been so entertaining at the same time. I feel like there's a lot of other great stories they're waiting to get to until the bloodline story plays out. And once that's done, the fallout from that, the aftermath of the bloodline, we'll see new fresh storylines come from that. So, but yeah, oh, yeah, it's hands down, hands down, the bloodline's the best thing going right now. Brandon. Well, this isn't the first castie that the bloodline have one shot up to the Usos, and I'm pretty sure this is not going to be the last. Um, I mean, they're the best thing going. This has gone on since 2020, since Roman came back and turned heel, so... I mean, this bloodline story, this bloodline faction has been brewing for a long time, and it really came to fruition in 2020 or in 2022. And it has a lot of you know great dynamics with Roman, with the Usos, with Sammy now involved in Solo, and obviously Paul Heyman, one of the best managers of all time. No brainer. And I mean, they they only got one vote, but I will say shout out Judgment Day because if you go back to me kind of burying them when they were with Edge, for them to kind of turn it around a little bit by the end of the year with Finn and Priest and Rhea, it, I mean. Shout out to them because it, it was not very good when Edge started that thing, and now where they are there, while they are where they are today, is a much better. Uh, hold on, I, I, hold on, I'm gonna put some respect on Edge's Judgment Day, bro. Hold on, I I dug it. I dug what Edge was doing. Those promos, like he he threw out the thesaurus for some of them promos, bro. I mean, he was I, trying way too hard to get booed, and it still didn't work. I mean, Mountain of Omnipotence, come on. I love what was that. he trying to do originally? I mean, I know there was, was rumors he was trying to do the more magical stuff he turned that down he didn't want to go that route but but like what was his his point well we don't know because he got kicked out we'll, we'll never truly or wait no we do know he 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 like take he was like just trying to like take them under his wing and like uh i guess try to get the vengeance that he used to that used to be around in wwe when he like had his heyday and i guess he thought that was missing or mm-hmm. it, was something, it was something of that nature mm-hmm you know? But uh, I, I I I dug what they were doing, and then they uh, they moved it on. But we're gonna keep it going because there's some Judgment Day action in here. Uh, this is the Roddy Piper Award for Heel Turn of the Year. So the nominees are Edge, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, Luchasaurus slash Christian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Samoa Joe. The winner is Dominic Mysterio. He has the Heel Turn of the Year. Uh, Runner-up is the Bay Area Boy Powerhouse. Let's get some quick takes on all of these. Uh, Brandon. I mean, I think you can kind of throw in Dominic Mysterio featuring Rhea Ripley because I think both of them have been fantastic and kind of echoing what I said earlier about the Judgment Day. You know, once Rhea and Dominic kind of got into the fold, it was a much diff- much different faction, much different group. And I think what they both of them added to the group made it much better than what they were doing with Edge. Yes. Uh, Katie. Oh, totally agree with this. Um, Dominic's heel turn was just fantastic. Loved it. Um, but I agree. I think that Rhea should probably be a special mention in this because it wouldn't have happened without her. Oh no! Shout out, mommy! Shout out, mommy! You know she got slapped by Rey Mysterio's wife at Christmas. That was a that was a whole thing. That that video is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, that was Um, so good. I'm rewatching Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, and I just saw Brian Tronic and Baby Huey. Hey! What uh, time was it at? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me. I'll I'll rewind it for you. But Huey, g- give us your thoughts on Dominic's heel turn. It it was long overdue because let's look at it. Dominic Mysterio for the longest time, he he, he was just getting stale on the main roster. You know, he just kind of jumped up 
on Raw and SmackDown. He didn't go through NXT. So, you know, I think a lot of people were kind of criticizing, you know, why is he all of a sudden, you know, he just started wrestling a few years ago and he makes his, you know, signs with WWE and he gets brought up to the main roster right away. And for the longest time, his character work or all he was known for was just being Rey Mysterio's son. That's all it was. He had no character arc to himself, no personality. He was everything he was just known for was just being Rey Mysterio's son, helping him out. And there were some great moments. Don't get me wrong. They won the SmackDown titles together. Uh, the was that the night before WrestleMania, the SmackDown before WrestleMania. So, I mean, there were some good moments as father and son they accomplished, but his character was so stale. And so the heel turn was long overdue. So when it did happen at Clash at the Castle, it was like, finally, and the last few months, he's finally had some new layers to his character. He's, you know, he's growing his hair out. He's got the mullet going, looking like his real dad, Eddie Guerrero. So it's just <laughs> so it's just like the, the, the character work in the last few months has been much better. He's becoming more interesting, at least. And the heat he gets, <laughs> that one episode of Raw, um, Brian, was that in the Bay Area? The it one was. Where, it, 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 yeah, it was, I was, was sitting there. Yeah. And, the amount of booze that filled the, the was it the uh, the arena that night? Uh, and I, uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I was there too, bro. And just hearing that heat, I'm like, because Finn, awesome. Finn stopped, and I give Finn credit because I think he knew what was going on. He's like, all right, we're gonna absorb this. I'm gonna stop down. I'm not gonna say anything. Let's let the booze just keep going for a little bit, a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. Finn, to his credit as a veteran, was like, let's 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 work this. This is perfect. So. Dominic's been a true just, you know, heel magnet, heat magnet with that. And so with the help of Judgment Day, they've been able to bring more out of him. He's being more the chicken ass heel, you know, like trying to sneak out wins and, you know, Asuka spraying the mist in his eyes. So like these these moments and then obviously him and Rhea Ripley, that chemistry has been really good bouncing off him. Rhea Ripley, you got to give her credit for bringing that out of him. And then, yeah, the two videos so far that went viral, Thanksgiving and Christmas night. I hope there's a trilogy. There's like a third one, either New Year's or something in, in, in 2023. But I love his his explanation after the Thanksgiving uh, fiasco where he beat up his dad at the, at the house. He said, they asked him on the bump, like, why'd you do? And he said, he put his Christmas tree up before the end of uh, uh, before the end of uh, November <laughs> or uh, be- <laughs> before the beginning of December. So I agree with Dominic. That's a great reason to beat up someone for having a Christmas tree up that early. But with that being said, it's just the, the character work has been so much better and it's been long overdue. So I, I, I'm excited to see where he can go in the new year. And I, I think this is going to lead to a WrestleMania match between him and Ray, which I think that's probably one of the last things probably Ray wants to accomplish. He won tag titles with his son. Now to go up against him on the biggest stage in the world, that's going to be awesome for both of them. Absolutely. And Huey, that timestamp is 8.15. 8.15. Okay. 8.15. Uh, Brian, you have any you have any quick thoughts on that before we move on? And I do want to say, like, when Oscar spit the uh, mist in Dominic's eyes, he was like, I can't see mommy like that. That popped me. That was hilarious. <laughs> what do you think was... she's whispering in his ear? Sweet nothings. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask her. I definitely think um, I'm ha- look, I'm happy for Dominic. I think he's been on an incredible run ever since turning heel. I think it was really great. Perfectly executed at a uh, clash at the castle, if I'm not mistaken. Um the one thing that I always point out, especially with the 
with the you know social media videos and pulling up on Thanksgiving and then Christmas um is that Dominic looks comfortable I just told mm-hmm. Cindy we're uh or it might have been Charlie I was watching I'm like yo Dominic you have to really like be in character you got to really commit the way he looks at his dad now with like complete disgust like he's ready to knock his head off his shoulders you've really and i know he loves his <laughs> we know he loves ray ray you know everybody loves ray ray but for dom to, to really uh commit to this um on this level he's got great people in his corner like ray and 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 finn and priest perfect Perfect individuals to to have in your corner, and I think he's doing a great job. A lot of people wanted him to go to NXT uh, earlier in the year. I think that you know, I don't know, guys. You know, Dominic's all right, especially on his own, away from his dad. That was another thing that people questioned. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's uh, let's shorten our takes here as we as we go throughout the show. Well, I've been doing a great job. I feel I, like I've been not no. as long winded as normal. I think I've been pretty concise as well. No, that only leaves two people. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> wow, I see this. Attacking I'm bringing quality content here. See, this Attacking is why the guys when, with the when, long episodes. Huh? This is why when I retire or I'm no longer on Earth, the podcast is going to Baby Huey. This is exactly why. Yeah, see, yes. Oh, you want me to get long winded? I will he get long winded. He has Don't. the most experience. It just makes sense, right? It's it fine. This is what he does for a living. It just makes sense. I mean, yeah. I guess day two doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Or maybe I'll buy it first. All right, brother. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is this is the NorCal Wrestler of the Award of the Year Award. I wanted to do something for NorCal. This is the Mike Modest Award. So with that being said, the nominees are Titus Alexander, Dark Sheik, Brittany Wonder, Dave Dutra, Vinny Massaro, Tony Vargas, Jacob Fatu, Starboy Charlie, Alpha Zoe, and Levi Shapiro. The winner is, ironically, it's the Bullet Cast champion, Alpha Zoe. Now, I voted for Titus Alexander. Okay. I mean, hey, look, shout out to Zoe. He's, he's done great work. But, Ty, I mean, I look at Titus's work because like, I've been to, like, all these shows throughout the year. The story he was doing with Starboy Charlie, his work in that West Coast Cup was phenomenal. And then to take the title off of Jacob Fatu and then to go and have a – have a, a key spot in the king of indies i mean just like that that whole like summer leading into that like it just it just made sense for titus to be the norcal wrestler of the year in my personal opinion um he and jacob fatu were actually the runners up yeah and J- i mean jacob he, he's done great work too this year his run with the west coast pro title taking it off of aj gray and then the the stuff he did uh, his ma- match with mike bailey was tight his match with bandito this year was awesome so, yeah, man. So, uh, but hey, shout out Zoe. Zoe's been putting in the work over at Hood Slam, Agua, uh, S- SPW, Stars, every everywhere. So, but shout out, shout out Alpha Zoe for real, for real. Uh, Baby Huey. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I, I'm, I question shenanigans. Your current Bullcast champion is the winner of this award. Mm. I voted for Titus <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> Hmm. I voted for Titus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, just interesting coincidence we have here. No, but all serious, Alpha Zoe, love him. He does amazing work, either as a single star or you know with the conglomerate or with Too Fresh. Like I love how Alpha Zoe here in the Bay Area or you know Sacramento, Northern California area, you 
when you go to an indie show, you could potentially see him in different capacities, which I think is great. He's like a chameleon. He can adjust. He can do great singles matches. He can do great tag matches. I'm a big fan of Too Fresh. I mean, I remember pre-pandemic, towards the end of APW, uh, before the pandemic hit, I remember that time period with APW, like they lost a lot of their big indie stars who got signed to like AEW or signed to NXT. Because remember, there was like that big indie boom in 2017, 2018, and then a lot of them got signed up in 2019. So APW, for example, was going through, I think, like a, uh, a reset by bringing up new talent. And Alpha Zoe and Too Fresh, those guys really um, you know, stood out to me as like the next face or generation of indie talent here in the Bay Area. And so Alpha Zoe, post-pandemic or coming out of this pandemic, he's been doing a lot of great things, a lot of awesome matches. You know, he's wrestling all over different promotions. So, you know, I definitely encourage everyone, go out and see him when you can. Uh, Titus Alexander, I love what he's been able to accomplish. He's accomplished so many great awards this year. Um, personally, I love Jacob Fox too. I really kind of feel like he's the face of Northern California wrestling right now. He's definitely going out there, doing big things. He's winning titles. He's main eventing most of these shows, and he's doing great work in MLW. Like, Jacob Fatu, if he... I'm surprised he hasn't yet. If he's not signed to a major promotion soon, that's a shocker to me. But, uh, you know, his work at MLW is so much fun. You know, uh, uh, Brian and I got to see him down in uh, you know Dallas for WrestleMania weekend. MLW had some shows there, so it was great to see him in person. Just we're, we're spoiled, I think. We have a lot of great talent here, and like I said, I, I Jacob Fatu, I would love to see you know him do big things in New Year. But Alpha Zoe, congrats to him. Uh, Katie. Well, we all know that I love Alpha Zoe, and I won't lie, I totally voted for him. Um, he's he's our bullet cast heavyweight champion he's been working all over california he's been going honestly all over the west coast he has been tearing it up and i am so grateful that i got to meet him in march when i started going to local shows and we became you know buddies he's he's really great he's fantastic brian you know, it feels great to know that uh, ever since I relinquished my Bullet Cast Universal Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> that we were able to, I was able to do that so we could take it up a notch and, uh, you know, crown a new Bullet Cast champion in Alpha Zoe. Um, incredible guy, incredible work, incredible energy, okay, over there in the West Coast zone, okay? I've seen him wrestle a few times. I had Jacob Fatu down on my bingo card. Uh, I should have put Titus Alexander because that is my favorite NorCal wrestler. Um, so hopefully Titus could one day rightfully get a shot at the Bullet Cast Championship. Maybe we can work hey, something hey, out. Hey, you know, maybe I, got, I could be the manager, huh? I got some. I got. I got plans, brother. I got plans. <laughs> Hold on. I can be the manager. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Brandon. Brandon. Quick thoughts. Well, you know, as one Bullet Cast champion to another, it's just fantastic to see Alpha Zoe be the NorCal Wrestler of the Year. Um, Titus Alexander, I mean, shout out to that guy. Um, he's impressed me every single time I go out to shows, which is few and far between, as everybody knows. But, I mean, I, I always kind of saw him like that Jungle Boy type, not exactly the character and stuff, but just someone who can break out. And I would not be shocked if we come here in 2023, 2024, and Titus Alexander signs some sort of contract, and he's on the casty list for Breakout Star of the Year. 
So, Absolutely. I mean, we don't get a lot of like super indie shows over here in the Bay Area, but there's still plenty of talent and great shows to go Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Titus, I mean, and his character work has just gotten so much better. He's only like 21 or 22 years of age. It's crazy, man. He has a bright future. And uh, I do want to, one of the nominees, Tony uh, Tony Vargas, did retire. I know we talked about it on the Bullet Cast, but I do want just want to throw that out there again. For real, Tony, like, thank you for everything you did for this scene. You're one of the realest motherfuckers in this game, for real. For real. Who you Cassidy's brother. For real. Fuck uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. Pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the mega. This is the mega power award for storyline of the year. Uh, so the nominees are Sami Zayn joins the bloodline, Do- Dominic versus Rey Mysterio, uh, MJF becomes the Devil, Christian Cage slash Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy, and Mickey James one last rodeo. The winner of this award, it's obvious. The bloodline's winning all the awards tonight, I guess. Uh, Sami Zayn joins the bloodline. I mean, it's been a really great organic story that we've all loved. Uh, the runners-up were Dominic versus Rey Mysterio, and then the Christian Cage Luchasaurus thing with Jungle Boy. So let's get some quick takes on this one. Uh, Brandon. I mean, you said it. It, it makes complete sense for Sami Zayn to be the winner. Uh, Sami Zayn joining the bloodline. Just great stuff all the way around. Um, I mean, just the the storyline itself. It's a very adult-driven storyline. It's nothing you know kooky. I love my sports-like stories of just wanting to be a champion but that really wasn't the case this was you know a guy making new friends after i mean he was a joke at wrestlemania in that jackass match which i love that match but nowhere near what i think Sami Zayn should have been doing and now to see him come full circle however eight months later to be in a main event caliber faction main event matches and the lead leader like it's like Sami Zayn, the rock and whoever else, Cody Rhodes and Braun Breaker, like that foursome that you see beating Roman. That says a lot to see where Sammy was just a couple months ago to see where he is now. Katie. Oh, my God. Like, bloodline's sweeping everything. Um, but I, I agree a lot with Brandon. It From from Sammy Zayn just being treated like a joke at WrestleMania to where he is now, what a huge burst of momentum for him and honestly sammy for for champion baby huey uh yeah bloodline come on like i said earlier it's the best storyline going all in pro wrestling i cannot wait for the day after this bloodline story is done with wrapped up and you know it's over with whoever i'm sure multiple youtube channels are going to do like a full like bio video documentary explaining the whole thing how this came together and explain the history of this whole bloodline storyline with Sami Zayn and you know maybe pinpoint specific little easter eggs and like you know in hindsight we go back and watch it like oh my god i didn't notice that before that was amazing like so that's what i'm looking forward to it's just there's so there's so many layers to this storyline it's very detail oriented that when it's all said and done, there's giving me, like I said, little things be like, oh yeah, that was actually a reference to this or that led to this. And so I'm excited for once it's all said and done. But with that being said, everyone, I feel like is so focused on how it's going to end. I think need to remind people, enjoy it right now. Enjoy it in real time. Make sure you watch you know, every episode of Raw and SmackDown. Watch the storyline, watch it play out. Don't get so caught up about how it's going to end. Just enjoy the ride right now. Um, but yeah, like I said, Sami Zayn, it's just 
you know, like like Brandon said, he was just kind of a joke. Like, you know, even a year ago, a year ago, was it Brock Lesnar F5 him on SmackDown? <laughs> like, you know, same thing, was just kind of like floating around, just kind of being the Weasley paranoid heel guy, uh <laughs> trying to bother people now to be part of the biggest the camera faction. crew. Yeah, that's what the camera crew. That's right. So, but yeah, like I said, you know, he's part of you know the biggest superstar in the world, Roman Reigns, the best tag team. It just the, the the layers to this story and where it's going with Kevin Owens. Yeah, I cannot wait to see. But no, it's hands down the best thing going. Yes, well, when it comes to the retro video, since I'm you know close with them, I think I should do it. I'm, I'm just saying. I, yeah, like I, I, I seriously take all clips and all. Yeah, put it together, explain the whole st- the storyline, so we can look back on it. It'd be a great evergreen piece to to watch here and there. Yeah, uh, Brian Tronic. Um, another one for the bloodline. Sami Zayn is the rightful winner. I just want to say that. When this is all said and done, I'd like to think about not just how us as fans feel, but how Sami Zayn's going to feel. This must feel good, mm-hmm. right? Like what what he's accomplishing and what he's doing and who he's uh, uh, aligned with, you, you know, not even not just across the ring, but beside him on the same side of the ring on a nightly basis. He's the main event every night. And it's been a long time coming. He 100% deserves it. They got one. They got one coming up in Montreal. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, I'll keep in mind. Remember, like a year ago, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's contracts were coming up in with WWE. And a lot of people were speculating, are they going to go to AEW, join all their buddies? Mm -hmm. But sure enough, they re-signed and they've been rewarded since then, this last year. So they made the right decision to stay with WWE. Kevin Owens got the feud with Stone Cold. Sami Zayn had, you know, made that comic match, jackass match with with John Knoxville into something really good, entertaining. And they're and now look, they're being rewarded with the Bloodline storyline. So uh I, I see them forever sticking with WWE. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys think the Bloodline wins the next one is the championship uh win of the year award? No, so yeah, let's see. Also doesn't help I have the script in front of me. Huh? What? 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 <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the what? Eddie Guerrero Championship Win of the Year Award. So the nominees are Roman Reigns unifies the heavyweight titles. Usos unify the tag titles. CM Punk wins the AEW World title. Braun, Bake, Braun Breaker wins the NXT title. The Acclaimed win the AEW tag titles. Jade Cardgill wins the TBS title. MJF wins the AEW World title. And Chris Jericho wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners are the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Top of the world. The yes, sir. Yes. They should have won it. Brian, scissor me, daddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But no, they yes. should have won the titles at All Out. Uh, still upset about that one, but they got them eventually. Yep, yep, yep. The runners-up were Roman Reigns and Chris Jericho. I personally voted for Chris Jericho because the fact that Chris Jericho was the Ring of Honor champion is still mind-boggling to me. 2022 has been a very, very interesting year, uh, seriously. Um, Huey, make sure you let, let our friend know that I voted for him. Um, I, I already texted him the other day, so oh, we're going to be meeting up in March, so it's all good. For sure, man. For sure, brother. Um, Huey, do it, do it, do it. Oh, 
what? I couldn't hear your audio. It's Zoom. Zoom. You, you can't you can't go too loud in Zoom and over peak. You gotta bring I, it down I, a bit. I mean, I'm peaking and peaking. <laughs> okay, Sasha Banks, you're impeakable. <laughs> I'm the peaker. You've already peaked. I, I, I mean, I'm peaking and peaking. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't just peak and then I'm done. I just I'm not gonna say anything about this. <laughs> do, do, you have, do you have a problem? Do you have a problem with my peaking? Do you have a problem with my peaking? Who me? No, Katie. Do you have no, a problem? talking about me? I'm not saying anything. You're not gonna say anything about my peaking. Sounds like you're edging, Phil. Nope. <laughs> we, you know what? We named an episode "Edging" once. I remember that. Great Blink One Eighty Two song. Shout out Blink One Eighty Two. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I miss. Wait, you, what? What? I could. So do it again. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. Come on, baby. Okay, yeah. do 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 that impression for him in March, and let's see his film's reaction. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm that. a film's reaction. <laughs> I don't want. We'll just drink the goose. But uh, no, which Huey, we did. Huey, what are your thoughts on the acclaim, brother? <laughs> Sorry. Um. Um. No. Yeah. What a story for the acclaim. A homegrown talent starting literally from the bottom. Two singles guys. Young guys, unknowns that Tony Khan put together as a tag team, come up, get were getting booed. The crowd didn't like them. And we started out what uh, Daly's place, uh, and over time, just organically get themselves over. Max Caster, his raps have been really good. Just you know, taking shots at people. Anthony Bowens, his energy has been a great just wingman for him. And then adding, you know, uh, 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 Billy Gunn into the fold, it, which is still, I find it still an odd pairing that he left his own sons to go work with the acclaim. But, you know, a smart decision. They're the, the bigger names now. But, uh, uh, but to get themselves over and that crowd reaction before they finally did win was so genuine and awesome. Y- those moments are such a feel good moment. It's great to see. And I'm with you, Phil. Like, I really think they should have won it all out. But, I'm glad you know Tony Khan kind of realized that and didn't make good what three weeks later at Grand Slam. So, and they've been on a tear still, just very fun. And that's the tough part is a, an act that's so over. Once they finally win, it's like, okay, how do you keep this momentum going? So that's going to be a real test for the acclaim and the creative team at AEW in 2023. How do you keep this going? I think they kept the momentum going with that win over FTR, which was mm-hmm. uh, it was a good match. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, Katie, what are your thoughts on the acclaim? Oh, I love the acclaimed. Um, Everyone they, loves the acclaimed. I know, right? Who who doesn't love the acclaimed? Uh, I'm really happy for them. They've they've really come so far, and super excited to see what they do in 2013. Really excited to see them in March. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Brandon, I mean, good for them. Uh, kind of going down the list. This is like kind of the only big feel good like. Big pop. I can't, you know, our favorites actually did win a championship type of uh, celebration win. So, I mean, it makes total sense. And Baby Huey, I think, laid it out perfectly, kind of where they came from and how they've become like probably the most overact in AEW right now. And it's just insane. And I think the bubble is going to burst eventually, but right now, ride the wave while it's hot. Absolutely. Um, Brandon or no, Brian, I'm sorry. Brandon? That's <laughs> um, the acclaimed have arrived. Congratulations to the acclaimed, the homegrown tag team champions of all elite wrestling. You love them. Um, I think CM Punk could have won, 
if it didn't just fall apart, if the championship reign was anything like CM Punk actually won and had like a decent summer title reign, he probably could have been the winner. Yeah. And I was thinking that too, because him win a title, what in eight years, when everyone thought he was done with wrestling to win the world title in the second biggest company, that would have, that would have been really special or that should have been much, much more special. But yeah, unfortunately his injury and what he did it all out kind of ruined all that. Yeah. Uh, this is the Bobby Heenan Award for Commentator of the Year. The nominees are Pat McAfee, uh, Taz, Jim Ross, Excalibur, Corey Graves, Wade Barrett, Michael Cole, Kevin Kelly, Matt Stryker, and uh, Tom Hannafan, who was Tom Phillips in uh, WWE. He's over there at Impact. The winner is Pat McAfee. You love to see it. Pat's done great work. Uh, he's revitalized the career of Michael Cole. You love it. Excalibur came in second. Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. Brian, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I I thought it was I thought it would be Michael Cole. Um, I personally picked him, but Pat McAfee is definitely um, and I picked Michael Cole because of Pat McAfee because of what he was able to do and how he's able to bring uh, so much more energy out of Michael Cole that has uh, been missing for quite some time. Um, and even with Pat McAfee being absent from the announce booth, uh, Michael Cole still brings it each and every time. So. That's why I personally picked Michael Cole. But Pat McAfee's been great. Um, he's a natural. He loves the business. And so I think he, he, you know, he rightfully deserves it. So congrats to Pat. Katie. And he's an Indianapolis cult. <laughs> Love Pat McAfee. Uh, he breathed new life into the commentary game, in my opinion, for WWE. And I'm super excited to see him come back. Please come back soon. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, baby Hubert. <laughs> nice hat, Brian. Oh, yeah. B- Baby Huey got you that hat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> got it from Jim Ursay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Pat McAfee has been amazing. Like, who would have thought a former kicker in the NFL turned? Punter. Show some respect to the Yeah, punters. punter, punter. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, f- that he would turn into such a great personality, TV personality. And he was a great, you know, radio show, satellite radio show and whatnot. But for him to turn it and just be this such a over the top personality that like, for me, I grew up obviously, you know, watching like Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura, Jerry Lawler, all these great over the top loud personalities uh, as a commentator, you know, he's has remnants of that, which is such entertaining thing to watch every week and hear his voice. I was bummed when they announced he was leaving though, was back in August when he got the job at ESPN college game day. Um, I love Wade Barrett filling those shoes. I love Wade Barrett, what he brings to the table. Uh, Brandon, do you know, is he going to come back after college football season's done? Is that the plan? He's going to be back in January. So he, I mean, he's like acknowledged it, but there's obviously no plan set in place. I think he's just going to come back and it's probably going to be some sort of like maybe a Royal Rumble surprise or something. Mm, Okay. But yeah, no, Pat McAfee. Just his character's charisma, and even he got uh, he had a beer with Stone Cold at WrestleMania and got his stunner too. And great gif right there of him pouring the beer on himself, laying outside the ring. So he's just been fun. And I know we only had him for like what eight months this year, but those eight months have been legendary so far. Well, you guys know I'm the big Pat McAfee mark, I love him, watch his show pretty much every day. And uh, I thought he was fantastic in WWE. That being said, I don't think I voted for him. Um, I probably would have been with Brian and with Michael Cole because of what Pat Pat McAfee did breathing new life into Michael Cole. And, you know, this is the 
still the Vince era in the beginning of the year. And Michael Cole just seemed like so great. He was having a lot of fun. If you watch the Pat McAfee show, like they have vlogs together and Michael Cole's been on the Pat McAfee show and they just like seem like they legitimately like have a very good relationship. And that comes out on uh, on SmackDown. So can't wait for uh, for Pat to come back and uh, glad to see that a lot of other people recognize how great he is. He is a little little waning. I think he could be a little bit. He can be a little bit much at times. Yeah. But when he's good, he's really good. Well, shout out Pat McAfee. He had that great interview with Vince McMahon, a rare interview with Vince McMahon. And then yeah. the, the stuff with Shinsuke dancing on the table with Rick oh, Boots. <laughs> like that stuff is all entertaining. But yeah, his Vince McMahon interview, like that was the one time I tuned in live to watch Pat McAfee yeah. do that interview. Yeah, Talked be- about his then wife. I mean, wife. Because of, uh, because of Pat McAfee, we got to spend 90 minutes in the brain of Vince McMahon, which is an interesting sight. Uh, I didn't make the commentary list this year. Hopefully... I'll be I'll I'll be on there next year. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully the uh, powers that be like work enough. Yeah, yeah. I gotta put in the I gotta put in the real work next year for real for real. Uh, we're almost done, guys. We're almost done. Granddaddy of them all, the show of the year nominees are Russell Kingdom sixteen, AEW Revolution, Clash at the Castle, WrestleMania thirty eight, The World on GCW, Impact Wrestling Rebellion, and Survivor Series. The winner is a show that Baby Huey and Brian were in attendance for. WrestleMania 38 won. AEW Revolution came in second place. I mean, WrestleMania, it it was great. Austin, McMahon, Cody all having matches. Roman unifying championships. Um, it, it, it just it, it, A lot of great work was done. A, a lot of great work was done there. Katie, thoughts on WrestleMania? Oh, I mean, it's... There's a reason that it's the biggest wrestling premium live event ever. Um, WrestleMania always delivers, and this year was no different. Um, loved all of the different matches, all of the people coming back. Um, Cody, the giant pop for Cody was amazing. Um, just, just nothing but good thoughts. Randy. Uh, you know, no complaints for me. WrestleMania 38 was a fantastic show. Both nights were different. Both nights were great. And, you know, 2022 is the first full year kind of post COVID. So, you know, it was a two night event. They say they sold out both nights. I, you know, I'll, I'll let the people who are actually there talk about the attendance if they want to. But I mean, I thought it was a great show all the way around. And for them to put up, I mean, if you want to split it up, I think both nights could have been individually on this list as the great, the best show of the year. Uh, baby Hubert. Uh, yeah, like hands down, that atmosphere was legendary. Just first off, AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play, you know, even though I'm a Niners fan, Jerry Jones's house or second house, that thing is awesome. That stadium itself, it's, it's, it's spectacular. But yeah, just seeing filled with all the WWE universe, the vibe, the energy was so great both nights. I mean, obviously the anticipation of seeing Stone Cold come back. Cody Rhodes make his big return. Seeing Vince come out and wrestle and get one last stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin at night two. Roman versus Brock. Now, while the match itself was a little flat, just them going at it for the unified titles, uh, the jackass match. But uh, uh, even Logan Paul had his big match there, too. Like, it was just amazing. Like, yeah, here's here's the uh, video or photo of Brian and I in attendance at WrestleMania with Brian's face. But no, it was just um like you said, I love that you know to their credit, 
they they kind of I made I'm glad they made it two nights because it was getting way too long. It was a WrestleMania 35. The one in New York was way too long. I'm glad they spread it over two nights. And they were like what Brian it was like six, seven matches max per night. So, you know, each yeah. match was able to breathe a little bit and they had like downtime in between. So I like the pacing better. So overall, it just makes it easier to absorb. But, you know, shout out Bianca Belair. Remember, Brian, like seeing her and Becky, they tore it up. I mean, and uh, Brian, I was very happy. Brian got to see the queen, Charlotte Flair, up close. <laughs> that was the highlight. Seeing Brian's reaction, Ooh. seeing Charlotte beat Ronda that night. Yes. Yes, Brian, tell us. So I'll never forget this night. <laughs> Tell them about the Queen uh, City. Those nights, the Queen City. Oh, it just felt so good to, to be that close. Listen, WrestleMania was by far the best show. The greatest. It doesn't get any bigger than WrestleMania. Um, I also like to say that AT&T Stadium is one of the cleanest stadiums I've been yes. in mm-hmm. as well. Very clean. I they have like a Walmart. It. Right next door, which was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's huge. Mm-hmm. But uh, WrestleMania Every- 38, yeah, 100%. Just awesome. And and when you heard that, doom, doom, wrestling has more. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And Doesn't of course, the Walmart better. is big, bro. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> uh, brothers, know that. Uh, this How's is a good one. This is the Feud of the Year Award. It's named after Brett Owen because they did good business back in the day. I wasn't alive to watch it, though. Um, so, yeah, the nominees are Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, CM Punk versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, and Josh Alexander versus Moose. Um, the winner is CM Punk and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. They won. They were the feud of the year. The runner-up is Cody versus Seth. I mean, honestly, like, Punk and MJF, they did good business. I mean, they told the story of the, the the guy that was a young fan getting to wrestle one of his idols and all this other stuff. And I, I thought I thought they did great. The dog collar match they had at Revolution was awesome with Punk reverting back to his Ring of Honor retire and his music and stuff like that. It just it told a, They told a fantastic story for the, for the amount of time that they did work together. And one of those promos where MJF was all sympathetic, I'm like, oh, this, this he, he has range. He has true range. Uh, so I love that. Um, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, the, the all-out press conference, that's going to be what everyone's going to remember CM Punk for. But unfortunately, I mean, he did some really good stuff. And I think that his feud with MJF at the beginning of the year was the best stuff he did. Um, he was this was like really the first time he was able to have a full fledged feud and tell a story and have great promos and talk about stuff and then have the matches to back it up. And that dog collar match, I thought was fantastic. Um, the story told in the match around the match what was great. And so, you know, a lot of we're obviously going to talk about that all out scrum and the fight and everything. But I mean, the, C- the CM Punk run in AEW, unfortunately, didn't end the way it should have ended, but there was still a lot of great stuff on that, you know, year where it happened. Baby Huey. Yeah, man. CM Punk versus MJF. While Cody and Seth was like my second pick, the substance there was great. I mean, Cody was the big surprise for Seth Rollins WrestleMania. And, you know, uh, Cody was so wants to get the WWE title. Seth was still going after him. He wanted his revenge, wants to get that win back. Still lost again in the third match, Hell in the Cell. 
Cody, you know, having the torn pack and, you know, how bruised up that he, he was and wrestling in pain. Those three matches in that two month time span was great. Their promos on Raw, whatnot, was all great. But for me, CM Punk and MJF, what really stood out was how real it was, how MJF was to bring in real life elements into the feud that the photo of him meeting CM Punk as a kid, you know, bring that photo to life. And then, uh, uh brand i don't know if you remember is this the one where also MG, mjf reference you know getting beat up in school and tied that in i remember cm punk ran in and asked him is that true is that story true is that all part of that as well i'm trying yeah, to remember that, okay. it, it, they also had like the the weird episode where they were in new jersey and mjf was getting cheered while cm punk was getting booed <laughs> yeah. And- yeah so that's what i'm saying like all mjf was able to bring in real life elements from his life into this feud to make it much feel much more real and why ultimately he wants to take out CM Punk. Um, and uh, uh, Phil, as you said, you know, the ROH throwback and callback there with, with CM Punk, his old ring gear and the AFI song for the dog collar match was all great. But uh, it's just unfortunate. We didn't get a third match between them. You know, M- uh, CM or uh, uh, MGF won the first one on dynamite. CM Punk won the second one at revolution, but that was great because we saw Wardlow finally turn on MGF, come into his own and go on a, a singles run there. I, I think the plan was probably them going to go at it for the title at full gear. Unfortunately, CM Punk was gone by then. So it's just unfortunate we didn't get the proper conclusion for the trilogy. But those two matches they had were was spectacular. So, yeah, no, rightfully so. It just it felt, you know, I love feuds where it just feels real wire. Like two guys want to beat the crap out of each other. And I love the callback. You know, what was it? Uh, uh, ask CM Punk asked MJF, Will he be my Valentine? and brought the dog collar out. You know, throw call back to Riley Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine, their legendary dog collar match at Starcade in the 80s. Yes, yes, yes. That was, I think that was going to be the plan, but you, you know what happened. Um, Katie, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, it was a spectacular match. Uh, thing is, everything that was said is pretty much what I was going to say, so I'll keep it short and sweet. Loved it. Think that they were great. Uh, Brian Claus? <laughs> it's Tronta Claus. Oh my gosh. I'm going to mute, I'm gonna mute your mic. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Listen, um, if I look at my... Let's see here. Um, You meant to say Cody Rose versus Seth Rollins was a feud of the year, right? Uh, they they did not win. Damn, come on, they didn't. Phil. They didn't. They didn't win. Come on. Can, 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 right, I know. Can we, but get, they, can we go to the Casties board and see? Because I, I, I tallied MJF, it up. They didn't win. CM Punk and MJF did some great things. You know, I, I've always been a Punk guy, and I really felt like Punk started to tap in to CM Punk during this uh, feud with MJF. Um, it's just a shame that. You know, it ended the way it did. We didn't get to, you know, have that uh that final battle. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, they did good work in that dog collar match. They were they 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 did a lot. They did a lot of stuff, man. I was gonna I was trying to think of one, but it it, it didn't come. It didn't come. You got me. You got me. Yes. You got me. Oh man. Yes. 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 I guess there really is death before the dishonor. Oh, there we go. There we go. Ah, we're down to the last three. Wow. Wow. 
We're down to the last three awards. Let's get this. Let's get this over with. This is the tearjerker feel spot of the year. Time to kick in the full gear. Oh, hey, okay, all right. What you did there? All right, we're about to go over the limit. Uh, nobody remembers that pay per view. Or okay. over the edge. Uh, okay. Goodness gracious! Great balls of fire. Katie, now you have to drop a pay per view line. Come on, you want no backlash? Mm. Or else it's going to be Armageddon. Yeah, it could be some payback. God. I feel like I just need to take the money in the bank and go. Oh. Yeah, I hope everyone had a December to dismember. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, that was no? not a good no? one. <laughs> let's, let's get this over with, please. Oh, my God. So, field spot of the year. The nominees are CM Punk relinqu- relinquishes the AEW title the first time. Josh Alexander finally wins the Impact World Championship. Cody Rhodes returns to WWE. Soraya uh, returns to the ring. Jay Uso hugs Sami Zayn and Triple H retires. We have a tie. Another tie. Yes, another tie. Cody Rhodes returning to WWE and Jay Uso hugging Sami Zayn have both won field spot of the year. I mean, it's simple. Look, Cody returned back to the place uh, where they they didn't see him as a main event star. Left, did a lot of things, started another company, and came back and was in a very prominent spot before he got injured. Jay Uso hugging Sami Zayn. They had all that beef. He hugged him. It made me feel things I've never felt before in my entire life. That's just a fact. That is a fact. That's a fact of life. Yeah. Baby Hugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, Cody Rhodes. Come on, man. Like, th- that's the thing. Brandon, you mentioned this earlier. How many news, big news stories happened in 2022? It's amazing. Let alone Vince McMahon retiring, Stole Cold coming back, the 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 media scrum, the uh, brawl out at All Out, all that stuff. Not to mention Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, one of the guys who started AEW, the company. He leaves. He was the first big name to leave the company. And yeah, return back to WWE. It, it, it's it was amazing just in the hype that the anticipation of him, you know, where's he gonna do next? He left AEW what in February after his match with Sammy Guevara. It's like, okay, what's he gonna do next? And finally to return to WWE. And the crowd responded. Brian, you know, you and I were sitting there, that pop, the crowd reacting and just excitement. And I love, you know, you give Vince credit and whoever the powers that be creative at the time, let Cody maintain everything about his appearance, his presentation from AEW, brought it over to WWE. Same theme song, the wardrobe, the ring gear, everything. It literally looked like they just picked him up out of AEW, dropped him in at WrestleMania. It's the exact same presentation. That's actually a great point because Cody gave an interview uh, when they he had a meeting with like Bruce Pritchard and Vince, and well, he was like, "Well, I have to, you know, be what I've been this whole time." And mm-hmm. Vince was like, "Well, that's what we want. That's what we're buying." Mm-hmm. So you know, it was, it was it was a smart move on their part, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, um, I I forget exactly where I picked, but my my vote would go to Jey Uso hugging Sami Zayn. I mean, if you just go down the list, all of them are like, you know, a promo, a win or blah, blah, blah. Like this is like just a little moment of a man hugging another man after winning a match where it's not like a championship win or anything like that. it was just a war games match. But he had it meant so much for the story and what they're building to for months and months and months. And I think that just 
I mean, I even when we did the the recap, I was like, man, that that one got to me. I don't know why or how, but goddamn it, they got to me. And I'm, I mean, it's something that I haven't really felt in a wrestling match in a while. And it it was it was definitely a moment, and no tears, but I really enjoyed uh, just that little subtle thing compared to like all these other uh, moments that were in contention, which were like big time moments when this was just like a little cherry on top of a match. Absolutely, um, Miss Scarlet, how did, how did you feel? How do you feel about this? Completely agree with Brandon. Um, I feel like it. I, I feel like Sammy and and Jay. Hugging should have been like the the win win, but um, ultimately you know both are great. Mister Tronic, <clears throat> Cody Rhodes returning to WWE was uh was really really, you know I didn't think I was gonna feel the way I felt, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than just. Hearing the theme song and feeling the fans, the electricity running through your body. Brian, right? did you feel the adrenaline? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In your soul, something, something, Cody wrote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Listen, it was great. Um, Sammy Zayn and, and Jey Uso was a pretty good moment, too, but it. It, it was almost it was it came so unexpectedly weird, like it was just weird how it happened. Which is a good thing, right? It was kind of like, whoa, I can't believe we just did that, right? But I don't know, like like if the camera would have cut and almost you would have almost missed it, right? Like that's I think how that's like what I was talking about. Like it was just yeah. a quick little thing, but it meant mm-hmm. so much for the moment, which is why I kind of put it over the edge. Yeah, yeah. in the story arc, because I really think we're what in the second act right now of the bloodline Sami Zayn story. I think act one was him becoming an honorary ooze. Act two is him trying to win, you know, the 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 trust. And so Jay finally accepting him. And I think the conclusion is probably when he gets beat down. And act three is Sammy overcoming the odds to beat the bloodline. So I love mm-hmm. how this is playing out like a long, long form movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. Last two. Last two. And we're done. Let's get this over with. Here we go. I this can really be long winded now. No. Oh, yeah. This is the HBK. Match of the Year Award. Why? Because HBK put on some bang. So here we go. Can we retire the term banger in 2022, please? I mean, that banger come from? after Who banger. Way overused. Banger after banger after Wrestling banger. Wrestling Twitter started it. After banger. I love like, Sheamus is like mocking it. Kept saying it. Banger after banger. Like it was fine when it was used in the music sense, but now it's gotten to the wrestling world, and I feel like they just overuse it. And it's like because another some of the wrestling matches of pisses all time. me off. Well, he had a good, he had a good dance partner in Bret Hart. Rey Mysterio and Chad Gable are about to have a match. Oh my god, that's gonna be a banger. <laughs> Triggered. It's gonna be. A good... I see it all day. It's gonna be. A... <laughs> It's going to be a great contest. <laughs> so here we go. The nominees are Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell, CM Punk versus Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, Dog Collar Match, AW Revolution, Gunther versus Sheamus, Intercontinental Championship, Clash at the Castle, FTR versus the Briscoes, Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles, Supercard of Honor, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, Raw Women's Title, WrestleMania 38, Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston and Friends, Anarchy in the Arena, Double or Nothing, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay, G1 Climax, Night 20. And Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. 
Ladies and gentlemen, your winner is a match I'm watching right now. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell. I mean, come on. The man wrestled with a torn pectoral muscle to put himself through even more agonizing pain and to have this kind of caliber of a main event match. Kudos to Cody, man. He They did the damn thing. And Seth being, being a great dance partner, kind of put into rest the rumors and um, innuendo that he's not a safe worker. I mean, he, he went in there with the man with one arm and they had a fantastic contest. Uh, the runners up, we have three runners up for this category. Uh, Punk and MJF in the dog collar match, Gunther and Sheamus for the IC title, and then FTR and the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. So, Katie. I think it was a great match. Um, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins put on a hell of a show, and the fact that Cody, you know, wrestled with a torn peck was just absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, when I remember watching it, live and seeing his seeing his peck when he took his jacket off and I was just like what is wrong and just immediately the the pop like the pop and the the intensity of the match became so much more because you were like oh god he could really hurt himself um but you know kudos to Seth Rollins for being a safe worker in the ring and really being there for Cody and just putting on a really good show. Uh, Brian. So I picked Gunther and Sheamus, uh, but listen, uh, Cody, <laughs> Cody, Rhodes, <laughs> <bang up! laughs> um, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, um, you know, it's a, still a good pick for um, match of the year. I think, you know, not a lot of people are, going to say it but i'm going to say it man uh seth rollins uh he's been carrying for a long time and for a a, a, a great chunk Did you just say carrying of, as in as in cross mm, no oh. not carrying cross oh. but okay speaking of carrying cross how come carrying cross uh isn't on any of these lists we should have a feel-good comeback moment and talk about how I cried, okay, when Karrion Cross clocked Drew McIntyre right inside his head on SmackDown. <laughs> I legit only, we, cried. We can only we can only do so much. We can only do so much. <laughs> Look, I had a conversation with Scarlett. I had to let them know they didn't make it this year, but we'll see what they do in 2023. She's going to put you in a card, pal. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brandon... <laughs> Uh, I, I believe I picked FTR and the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. And honestly, this might not even be their best match of the year. The uh, dog collar match they had at a uh, final battle was amazing. I'm not going to say the B word because that word should be retired in 2022. But I think as beautiful. I said earlier, yeah, it was a beautiful match. Thank you, Huey. <laughs> but uh, FTR and the Briscoes, they had like three fantastic matches this year. And I think they should get a lot more credit. I know it's on ROH and not a lot of people have seen it. But um, and also, you know, I was at the Double Nothing Anarchy Arena and it was it was such a crazy match. I mean, luckily I was like in the right spot to where like some of the wrestlers came up and I like legit left my seat, ran to like the concession stand to see someone, you know, blood everywhere. And I come back to my seat and there's literally blood just like on the sides of the arena walls. And I mean, I have like pictures of it and it was just insane. And they play uh, John Moxley's uh, wild thing song. So you know, a little call back to new Jack and the gangsters. So, I mean, it, it, sh it shouldn't win match of the year, but a personal favorite of mine just because of, yeah, I was there and how insane it was and how different it was. 
Um, baby, here do you have any? Do you have any thoughts? I'm surprised that I did not win for a banger match of the year because me and Seamus, we put on an incredible show. You know, anytime you get two big hosses going at it, I'm always a fan of that. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it, I love two big meaty men going at it, hitting each other hard as they can. Yes. It's always entertaining to me. It's like, yes. it's, it's simple formula, but I love it. They go at it, they hit each other. And so, you know, Gunther and Seamus, what they did at Clash of Castles, like, awesome. Finally, what Gunther is known for as time as Walter and NXT UK and other places get to see it on a big stage. It's like, finally, us fans who, who've been fans of him a long time get to see it on the big stage. It was great. But uh, Cody Rhodes, though, I will say, I can see why a lot of people think that's match of the year. Because, as you just mentioned, Phil, just the torn pack, I think Cody could have easily just sat it out. But then he probably knew, like, dude, I just came back to the company less than two months ago. They're putting a lot of stock into me. I don't want to blow this opportunity. So he probably figured, all right, well, I can't already tear it anymore. It's already torn. So I'll just have to wrestle through the pain. And he probably didn't want to let Vince down that, like, you know, I just came back and I'm all, and now I'm going to be on the shelf for six months. So I give him credit that he went through with it and at the same time he probably knew he can use it to his advantage that all right i'm gonna be i'm gonna gut it out people are gonna love me think i'm I'm like this amazing you know a uh, uh, tough performer and then when i come back in six months people are gonna love me as this hero for gutting it out so you know overall i could see why that cody Rhodes match just stands out so much yes i'm glad baby huey's a fan of big meaty men slapping meat Absolutely. It's easy. I love it. Anytime I can see it, I'm all for it. Drew versus Bobby Lashley. That match last year, WrestleMania, I loved it. Anytime I can see Gunther and whoever slapping each other, I'm all for it. Yes, yes. All right. This is the last one. This is the Ric Flair Award. Woo! For Male Wrestler of the Year. There are 10 nominees. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. I said, are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> I said, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> oh, to do it. Here we go. The nominees are the head of the table, the universal heavyweight champion, Roman Reigns, the AEW world champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, CM Punk, the American dragon, Brian Danielson, the Ocho, Chris Jericho, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, um, one of the baddest dudes in the game, Minoru Suzuki, the almighty Bobby Lashley, the drip god. Seth Rollins, and the walking weapon, the Impact Heavyweight Champion, Josh Alexander. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner is, for Male Wrestler of the Year, Josh Alexander. I'm joking. He didn't win. It's oh, my God. <laughs> my tribal chief. Our tribal chief. The only reason why WWE <laughs> still in business, because if he wasn't there, we wouldn't be watching this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a sec. I just noticed something. John Moxley is not on the list. He is Damn not, shame. He is not on this list. Wow. Because you can make the argument he he's saved the company, put AEW on his back, yeah, and carried them during their darkest time. So Brandon, wow. Brandon, why wasn't he on this list? Oh, you're just gonna put all the blame on me? You, no, you are the researcher. <laughs> You are the researcher. That, that, that's what you're here I just to. noticed that. I, <laughs> like, noticed, I just noticed it too. 
Okay, so yes, it's all my fault. I'm sorry, everybody. Put all the heat on me. I'm a terrible person. Honorable I know nothing about wrestling. <laughs> I'm going to be stepping away. It's all your fault. Honorable yep. mention is John Moxley. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I will. I will reach out to John and Renee, and I will. I, I will let them know that this. 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 This will not go on. This. This, this credence will not go unpunished. You're suspended until next Jeez. week, Brandon. Jesus. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you would do that. I can't believe you would do that. I know. I'm such a terrible person. How, how could you do that? After all that man went through for this company. And he, and he did that? Oh, ouch. I put um, anyway, Bobby Lashley on here instead of John Moxley. No, no hate to Bobby Lashley. He had a great year. But it's a damn shame. Oh, no. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki. Like, what, what did Minoru Suzuki even do? He had that U.S. run, bro. What? <laughs> he had that tour of the United States. John Moxley toured the United do? States. He lost okay, to Jonah. But, I mean, come on, man. like, like <laughs> Minoru Suzuki doesn't wrestle in the United States often. That, like, that—that's why he was on the list. Okay. Yeah. Aze Nare. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Roman Reigns won. This is the third year. <laughs> this is the third year in a row anyway, that Roman I... <laughs> Reigns has won this award. Um. It. I mean. It. it <laughs> honestly, like MJF had like two votes, and Roman Reigns got the rest. It should have been Seth Rollins. Hey, you know what? Seth Rollins, like, I, I've been saying this on the show, man. Like, all the losses to Cody and everything like that, he really didn't lose a step. Like, he he gained more momentum from from uh, that whole feud. And uh, he he tapped into something different. So, you know, shout out Seth Rollins, for real, for real. But I, mean, I, I guess we can all generally say we've appreciated what Roman Reigns has done this calendar year. His character work has gotten even better. It's the subtle facial expressions. And things like that. That moment in 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 uh, at War Games where he stopped uh, Jay, uh, Jimmy Uso from going out and helping Jade. He sent Sammy on some real like like uh, some real tribal chief shit, basically. A, godfather, a, a godfather, mob, a, mob a, boss, a, yeah. A, a war, a war general, you know, mm-hmm. S- sending one of his troops out to battle, you know. So, well, that's the thing. It's like people were complaining. Oh, he's only wrestled what seven singles matches this year, but. They've been on the biggest stage, the biggest shows of the year. So they have the biggest impact. And he's done a lot of uh, house shows. I think he's not that far behind John Moxley for number of matches in the year. I think Moxley did like 60-something matches and Roman's done like 50-something. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. But Roman, you know, when he does wrestle like, you know, house shows, whatever, it's like, you know, with the Usos and stuff. So he's wrestled. You know, quite a bit in, in 2022, but uh, no, I, I with Brian though, I do want to give kudos to Seth Rollins because was it Brian earlier this year? Was it Ariel Hawani did the interview and any? You know, he kind of has a little chip on his shoulder because everyone like focuses on Roman and he really thinks he should be the face or wants to be the face of WWE. So I think yep. that's kind of like his hidden motivation to go out there and. You know, even though he's a heel most of the time, the crowd reaction loves him, and he goes out there and puts on these incredible banger matches yep. <laughs> for everyone. <I> <laughs> yeah. But no, but Seth really does. You gotta give him credit for the amount of work he's done and help putting other people over, especially like Cody Rhodes. No, you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, so in that interview, Seth said like he's Macho Man and Hogan, or and uh, Roman is Hogan. Yeah, exactly. In that, in that aspect, or Roman is Cena, and he's like insert Batista or Edge mm-hmm. or Rain, you mm-hmm. know. Or like different eras, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
I, I'm not going to call him a B side, but you kind of you kind of get the gist of where Seth feel, feels like it's at. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that it 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 is what it is. It's the nature of the beast. The company's behind Roman at the moment, but I, it I looks. Feel- I was going to say, looks like based on the rumors, you know, Seth is set up for something big at WrestleMania. So for night one. So we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. The casties. It's been a wrap. Uh, another great edition of them. Another great edition. I, I, I'd like to say I, I added some categories. Uh, congratulations to Logan Paul for, you, you know, um, winning the award for shocking match of the year you know putting on a performance like that with roman reigns was incredible I, no um rookie of the year I, no for real like shout out logan paul he put yes. in the work yeah, and that shot so. of roman about to like slap him in the mouth when he's doing that uh that forearm that springboard i mean it, it, it looked fantastic i mean 2022 has been a very interesting year when it comes to this business i mean i've said it time and time again like Vince McMahon, Steve Austin, Ricky Steamboat, and Ric Flair all had matches this year. You know, Vince Vince retired and hung him up. Uh, Hunter retired from in-ring competition. Hunter finally has the, the big pencil. You know, the biggest pencil in the business. You know what I'm saying? Shawn Michaels is running running things down in NXT. A lot of a lot of things have changed and happened uh in 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 the in the business this year and we're, we can't wait to see where it goes moving forward to 2023 and beyond. But um, I guess in closing thoughts about wrestling in 2022, Katie, what, what, are, what are your thoughts? How has this year been? I think this re- this year has been great for pro wrestling, both on the large, you know, international scale and then right down to our local indie wrestling here in the Bay Area. Um, I'm really excited to see where things go in 2023. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up in January here locally. We've got uh, AEW revolution coming to san francisco super excited about that everything is just coming up wrestling brennan yeah big year for wrestling big year for the bullet cast shout out but i you know i said it earlier 2022 kind of the first full post covid year so we got you know a lot of full attendance full crowd shows and being able to really go back to wrestling shows for the first time and katie said it you know we have a lot of cool stuff planned out you know revolution is in san francisco wrestlemania is in la uh, i presume double nothing is probably coming back to las vegas so it, it's going to be 2023 is shaping up to be a really fun year brian I'm sorry, I was I was I was playing with Zaire. What, what was the question? <laughs> Just... <laughs> 2022. What are your thoughts on the world of sports entertainment? Oh, explosive, incredible. That's I mean, it's bangers um, after bangers after bangers. Unexpected. 2022 unexpected was bangers. unexpected. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Baby Huey, any any closing thoughts on on the year? Yeah, no, 2022. I, I was going to say Brandon brought up a good point. This is the first full year post pandemic that wrestling was in front of an audience for example wwe and AEW, because they went back what summer 2021 so a yeah. full year in front of the the fans again um who would have thought like i said just how many big newsworthy items happened throughout this year it's crazy it's you know a little unfortunate how much drama outside the ring kind of captivated our attention and in some ways overshadowed a lot of the great wrestling in the ring so hopefully you know in the new year Emphasis more on focusing on, you know, the, the storylines and the matches that happened there. I'm looking forward to 
I'm looking forward to what uh, WWE has in store with the bloodline and, you know, Cody Rhodes' return. I mean, 2023 could be some really amazing stuff. You know, hopefully, fingers crossed, Cody wins the WWE Championship next year and see what he can do as champion. I hope that's the plan Uh, with Sami Zayn, his character arc post bloodline is going to happen. I mean, there's so much to look forward to. I hope um, and even AEW, I think in the last month or so, they kind of really kind of, you know, as best they can get all the, 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 the bad stuff from CM Punk that experience away and they can really move on. And it looks like they've been kind of reset. A lot of younger town been winning matches lately. So I hope AEW gets a really fresh start and I'm excited to see what ring of honor can do in the new year as well. So a lot to look forward to. And then especially on the local scene, I'm, uh, I want to see the indie scene keep thriving out here and then hopefully can they can be the next generation of great wrestlers on the big stage. Absolutely. You love to hear it. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here and thank everybody who's been a part of the team, you know, West Coast Design, uh, Mike Miller, and Brightest Day X, et cetera. Mr. Rex, yes, the the list goes on. Uh, This podcast has accomplished things I never could have dreamt of when I first started it. 2022 has been a monster year for us. I said in that promotional video I shot the other day, 2023 is only going to be bigger and better for the BC. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the holiday season with your families and loved ones. Be safe and stay dangerous. And remember... Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2023. Uh, Yes, sir. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.